When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Hello, everyone. I know you've been waiting for a very long time to be involved with all of the amazing things that we're doing at Rare Drop, and now is the time. We are introducing the Rare Drop Patreon, so if you've ever wanted to get involved with experimental content or being at any of our podcasts early to listen in, well, all of that is available in the new Rare Drop Patreon. Check it out. Hey, everybody. Kevin here. Uh, Quick disclaimer for this episode. We did say in the episode that Kevin Feige is not working on anything Star Wars. He's still slated to be a producer on one film. But he's not joining Star Wars in any large way, which is what more we were trying to get at in the episode. But he is slated to be a producer on the film, and I will correct myself that the writer from Rick and Morty will has been hired to be a part of that. So that's the full disclaimer. Enjoy the rest of the episode, and thank you for supporting Star Wars and Scotch. Hey everybody, Kevin here. Uh, quick disclaimer for this episode, we did say in the episode that Kevin Feige is not working on anything Star Wars. He's still slated to be a producer on one film, but he's not joining Star Wars in any large way, which is what more we were trying to get at in the episode. But he is slated to be a producer on the film, and I will correct myself that the writer from Rick and Morty will... We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna get it started! Punch it, Kevin! One day there will be this like we'll land inside a spaceship. No, we can't do that. That's copywritten. I can do it with my mouth. Uh, can you? I hope so. <laughs> I don't know, dude. DMCA's are wild. It's just like uh, uh, Bob Iger pops out of the bottom right hand corner of the screen and does the ah 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 from Jurassic uh, Park. Sorry, Kevin. Uh, 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 uh. You know what's also crazy, Kevin? What? Kingsghostcoffee.com. That's where you can get all your fresh, freshly roasted to order coffee. So just head on over to Kingsghostcoffee.com. That's right. Star Wars and Scotch is brought to you by King's Ghost Coffee. It's crazy. Did I, was I supposed to do that? You said it was crazy, so I was just trying to run with that. Nice, Kevin. <laughs> Good job. I bet Pete and Wayne are super happy. They're never happy. Uh, uh, cool. We got some stuff to talk about tonight. There will be no spoilers about the uh, High Republic. Tim and I haven't finished the books because we don't have time, but we're pretty deep into it. I, we're uh, both, I think, at the beginning of part two. I'm in part two. 
Uh, so we're, we're pretty much on track. We have decided to, to not fragment, um, the episodes of the book club about the book and just do yeah. one singular book per episode. Cause I don't feel like there's enough meat on the bone to mm. sustain, uh, episodes. So we're going to just no. do it as, as one singular. But can I, can I at least say if I like it or not? Well, we do no spoiler reviews of where we're at so far chat. You can chime in. Uh, the questions command is up everywhere, so you can drop your questions in. But anything that's going to give a spoiler to, to anyone or characters or whatever, we're not going to talk about it. And, you know, we will exercise mod privileges if you try and ruin it for somebody else. Yeah, um, so don't be that person. Yeah, just don't be a piece of shit, and we'll get along just yeah. great. Easy peasy. Uh, but go ahead, Tim. What's your non-spoiler review of The it High Republic? Dark. That's it? That. Darkness uh, says no, it's I'm, dark. It's, it is. It is dark, Kevin. It kicks off, and I'm just like, "Ooh, this is not a normal Star Wars story," and I like it. I've I've been saying that on stream. It's it's a dark Star Wars story, and I'm I'm here for this. I really I really like where they're going. Um, the Ni Nyak, Nyil, 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 Nyil. They're yes. They are cool. Mark Thompson said. Bit scary. And uh, I'm excited to learn more. Yes. So far, I'm enjoying the new characters. They're very different from any other um, Jedi we've ever encountered before. They're all very different, too. Uh, You can already see the... Different ways each of their personality operates. I am really loving the way each of them views the Force. Yes. And the book has been super descriptive of that. So enjoy that part of it because it's ways that we've never seen the Force viewed before. And I think that um, they're doing a very good job. At least Charles Sewell is doing a very good job of, of bringing that to life. Um, so far, uh, it's, it's weird because some of the way the characters I've seen the concept art, and then you know Mark Thompson does the voice on the audiobook and I'm reading, I'm listening, and I'm like, that's not how I imagine that voice, but he's got more insight than I do there. So okay, uh, so it's been it's been interesting so far. Um, the beginning of the book, they kind of just drop you into the 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 first problem, yeah, with no regard, and you're like, figure it out. <laughs> figured out it, def- it definitely took me a little bit of time to figure out what was happening figured out um i like i i just i like the setting i like how pure everything is like you know and they and they said this about the high republic is that is, is we're not going to start off in this galactic conflict they've you know, gone like, out of their way to showcase that there is no conflict in the galaxy and everyone's they, just they really living their lives well and that was before even the books like when they were doing like the overviews of like what to expect of the high republic and everything like they really really like just like hit that home that this is going to be a time where like everyone's at peace and everyone's happy and there's nothing wrong in the galaxy and it's so weird for a star wars story to just not be war has engulfed the universe you're just like okay in a time of war yeah, it's like, oh, all right, everyone's shooting each other. And he's like, nah, everyone's cool. You know, like, there's a there's a couple, like, Star Wars, like, nods, you know, the things. You're like, oh, neat, cool. That's where that's from. Uh, but outside of that, like, this is, a, like, very much so, like, its own story. It's, 
this setting is very very different uh just the vibes are different like yeah it's just like it's a really cool period i'm i'm here for it so i'm trying to think how much i can say without giving anything away um just the way the Jedi conduct themselves, the way they go around doing things, is way different than... It's very different from Clone Wars Jedi. Yeah, way different. It's a different very, feel. Very, very different. They even, they're, they're looked at differently, too. Right. They, interesting. they seem to even serve a different purpose. So I think this is really... This series is going to bridge the gap to Yoda or, or Obi-Wan saying in Episode 4, you know, the Jedi used to be defenders of peace and justice in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. So literally they're part of the military in the prequel series and we yep. they are not that in the high republic at all um the one action sequence that i've read even alluded to the fact that they had absolutely no choice but to engage in combat oh I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm being very very aloof. With yes. This. Yeah, it took me a second. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, the one action sequence they well, they, they went out of their way the, to make describe sure their light. Well, the way that they like even like describe their lightsabers is like, you know, like in like normal Star Wars, like in Clone Clone Wars Star Wars, the Jedi just whip their lightsabers out and just cut everything down and like everything was just everything died right and mm-hmm. just like you, you like you expected that. Mm-mm. Like, they were definitely, like, they want you to understand, like, when the Jedi pulled out their lightsaber, like, holy shit. It was a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah. Like, so, and and that's different. It's weird. And it's cool. I like it. Yeah. It's it's a very different feel. Um, For you Old Republic fans, it's the first time. I don't want to say the first time, but it's, it's an interesting take on battle meditation is in this already. Uh, which I'm sure everyone's seen articles on, uh, and I'm not going to go into the details. We'll do that when we finally finish the book. But um, that was an interesting take on battle meditation that was never introduced. But it's it's an old force power brought back in a new way. So um, the order in which you read the comics and the the novel and the shorter uh, younger demo books too apparently are super important. Because I had someone contacting me saying they read the comic and it ruined something from the novel for them. So oh. make sure you read it in order. I asked in Discord in the High Republic chat uh, if anyone had s- posted something that had the official order. Uh, I'll actually look now because I have not. Oh, I can't because Tim's on Discord. So if they if they grab something and you guys want to drop it in chat, great. Um, you can join the Discord as well. I think Jiro's getting a command for that set up right now. Uh, and... Um, Hop in that High Republic chat and make sure you do everything in order. Um, uh, there you go. Where we just posted it. Uh, so, well, some of the stuff released on the same day, Misfire. So we were questionable on some of it. Um, Tim and I are going to try and cover the ancillary content, too. It really depends how quickly we finish the book. So we're working like, like on it. Like the kids book, I definitely had like that's low on my priority list. If it ties into the story well, though, which people are saying, I kind of want to jump into it. Plus, it's yeah, a, but like I want to finish quick the book first. Yeah. Oh no, hundred. Well, you're supposed to finish Light of the Jedi before you start anything else. Light okay. of the Jedi happens first. Uh, then it's a Test of Courage, which is the younger book, and then the the High Republic comic is number one. Is the next in the series. 
Okay. So um, that's kind of where we're at. Uh, I don't want to go too deep into it. I think I'm going to try and snag some guests to talk about High Republic stuff over the next few weeks uh, after Tim and I finish the books and get everyone's feel. Um, There's some people that I would love to that for them to bring their take here. So very much. But uh, yeah, I I don't want to go too much into it because a lot of people in chat are still reading it. Some people haven't even started it. Tim and I aren't finished. I know some of you are finished and you're dying to talk about it, but we want to make sure that the whole class can, can participate rather than you speed readers, listeners, or people that have infinite amounts of time. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I had uh, a viewer last week. It was, it was probably like on Thursday or Friday. And they're like, I'm at chapter 30. All right. I'm like, Oh, wait. How? Ah, yeah. So, um, Cool. It's not like it's a movie where you can just sit and do it three hours. It is literally a 15-hour audio book. So <laughs> yep. <laughs> need to carve out yep. some time. Uh, and I have about eight hours, eight and a half hours or something left. Uh, cool. So that's where we're standing. If you got questions about stuff not directly related to spoilers but is about High Republic, you can use that questions command or the pinned comment on, uh, on Facebook. Or if you're watching somewhere else, go to those two places and figure that out. Um, Star Wars news was pretty light this week, but there are some interesting topics to talk about. Uh, the Kevin Feige Star Wars rumors were debunked. Oh, by Kevin Feige. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. um, this comes from Collider. Over the past few years, one of the things I kept hearing from people in Hollywood was that Kevin Feige might be involved in the Star Wars universe. It was the one rumor that would not go away. Hundred percent true. No one would shut up about it. Heard everything from Kevin Feige's now running Star Wars. Heard that one, too. To how he was working <laughs> hand-in-hand with John Favreau and Dave Filoni. Heard that one, too. And I get it. Uh, well, let me fast forward to the part. Oh, his response was not at all when asked. Uh, he was then uh, doing press for WandaVision. And someone asked him point blank if he was involved in Star Wars. And he said not at all. Interesting. So... I'm okay with that because I think at this point, you guys, you want Kevin Feige completely focused on Marvel. Yes. Marvel is very doing much so, yes. So much right now, and Star Wars is doing so much, and I don't think having people that straddle that line uh, into both is smart. Yep. Um, so, what, what what's your two cents on that, Tim? I mean, like. <sighs> I, I I like it's it's we like I, I can understand why people are frustrated uh, like with how like the cinematic universe like went for Star Wars. So like to see to see him get involved with Star Wars is like kind of like everyone wants everyone wants Star Wars to do well and they want to take it to like that next level, like that to that Marvel level, right? Like I mean like Marvel is kind of like the epitome of like really a really well flushed out cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. Um. And so to like to have him like leading like leading the charge or driving the ship like I totally understand like why people would want that, uh, but at the same time like Marvel has so much going on and like to spread him in between Star Wars and Marvel, holy crap, dude! There's no like it's like Star Wars, like that's that's a huge it's a huge undertaking. Like there's there's just no way. And I think I think the people who are driving the ship right now for Star Wars, at least in the the show side, I mean like between like the stuff that we've seen with the Mandalorian already phenomenal um i would assume like the that bar is set like if you can't like if any of those other shows like the casting andor show or um ahsoka or like any of those like shows can't hit that level then they're a failed show um so like i feel like they, they all understand like what's at risk there 
Um, but to take him away from Marvel and push him over to Star Wars, yeah, like that. I never, I never thought that was real. Like that's like that's why like this to me is like no big surprise at all. Yeah, again, it, it's it seemed like a lot of big names were being thrown around. Taika Waititi obviously is the one we know is true because Disney has said it and Taika has said it. Mm-hmm. Um, so elaborating on something chat said, Michael Waldron, who's one of the producers on Rick and Morty, was confirmed yeah. three days ago by Rotten Tomatoes to be uh, one of the writers on Kevin Feige's Star Wars movie. But then as of three hours before Tim and I went live, Kevin Feige himself said, no, that's not happening. So yeah, we're going to go with the latest news. We're going to go with the news straight from the man himself. He has no reason to hide it, honestly. It wouldn't no. make sense. So I just think he's very focused on marvel right now and i if you're a fan of both i would i would appreciate that i wouldn't be upset about it yeah no i think uh, i i i feel i feel better about star wars like the cinematic stuff after mandalorian you know like episode nine it was definitely a lot of like that was good but man it could have been better uh but after seeing like how they did like mandalorian um i i think i think they've got it figured out so uh-huh. I, I, I really feel like, and I feel like as we go forward in these new stories, like now that we're no longer tethered to the Skywalker saga, that story's done. Um, like they've got so much more leeway now. Like they can play with more stuff. They can do more things, make stories more interesting. Oh, they've already proved that with, with the perspective stuff on the table, that yeah. the stories coming will be more interesting than they've ever been because they're exploring... The most popular thing in Star Wars at this very moment has nothing to do with the Force, besides Grogu. No, but not at all. <laughs> and especially next season is really going to have nothing to do with the Force. So yeah, uh, are they going to release more gallery episodes? No, to our knowledge, that was it. That's all we get. That this was time it. it I, I, yeah, well, we talked about the last episode. COVID uh, is is probably the reason that that's all you got. That and I feel like a lot of the episodes prior were all about like you understanding the people, the technology, and, like, all this stuff. Like, everyone, if you've watched all the other gallery episodes, you know a lot about the the behind-the-scenes stuff now. So Mm -hmm. I feel like for them, they don't have to, like, reintroduce all that stuff. They talked about, like, the technical hurdles, like, all these little things, but at the same time, they were able to comprise it into a much smaller episode because a lot of people understand. Yeah. Um, The only biggest piece of news that released... <clears throat> this week, and this will be Tim and I diving in for a while, and I'm sure you'll have questions on it, so we'll pull them from chat, was that today yeah. uh, Lucasfilm announced Lucasfilm Games. Yeah, so but did, okay, what was the other Lucasfilm Lucas games? Arts. It was, Lucas, was it LucasArts Games? I think it was just LucasArts. Because this was another, this was that was supposed to be like the umbrella for all video games, I thought that were under the like were Star Wars games. It was Lucas Arts, but Lucas Arts was gone in 2013. No, 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 no. No, it was like last year. There was another like Star. It was either Star Wars games or it was Lucasfilm. It was at Lucas Arts games. That was or... proved false. We talked about proof? yeah. We talked about it on. Did we say that spoiler cast? And it was proved to be false. It was not interesting. A... Well, that's funny though because then this pops up. Yeah, so that's the only reason why, like, while I'm like, I'm, I feel like this all sounds familiar. That's why, I, like, I was so surprised that this was getting any attention because I thought we already talked about this. So, um, Lu- Luke- Lucas 
art or Lucasfilm games is very right. interesting. Uh, obviously, Disney announced it and it was confirmed today, and it had video clips from all of the Star Wars games we know that we've seen so far. Right. But this is very weird because EA signed an agreement last year or the year before for ten more years of Star Wars exclusivity. This... Did they get another? Did they get an extension on the first contract? Yes. I didn't everyone know was that. Super pissed. Um, I didn't know that it was supposed to run through twenty twenty three. No, it's it's they resigned for like five more years or something. Right. Like so that. right. So originally it was a contract that was signed in twenty thirteen. Yeah, because we were Our, all we were all freaking signed. out about that it expiring. And then twenty thirteen, and then it was supposed to go for ten years. So twenty twenty three. So the original contract, right? And then it went to like 2028 or something like that. So, so now if they got a five year extension, yeah, 2028. So this, this is we- this is weird though. Well, this screams to me that the deal is is broken, dead, altered. I don't know where you'd want to go with that. Um, so I wonder. So I wonder if. So I, so does this make Lucasfilm? Does this make them a publisher? Th- that's the vibe I'm getting. Is that they are more of a publisher with this? And they're going to be, you know, the ones controlling the ways and the means for the idea sessions, the yeah. content that's coming out, the flow of all of it. And they're going to be using, in that's my opinion, EA Studios will probably still get the brunt of the work. But I have a feeling there's more to this. And I'm going to go back to Xbox's tweet today answering the Lucasfilm Games announcement where they said we're picking up something on our radar and tweeted a hype gift. For Star Wars. Interesting. Xbox was new in the news yesterday because apparently Xbox has or Microsoft has contacted every single AAA studio in the business asking them about acquisition and Game Pass. Every single AAA studio in the wait, business. Wait, so Xbox so wait, so Microsoft just, just called up everybody and was everybody, like everybody according to hey, this you report. want some money? Everybody is that what is but is like it's so they literally just called him up and said, "Do you want to be under the Microsoft umbrella?" Like it was, it was buy two, you it was out. Two prong, like, it was two pronged. It was the Microsoft umbrella, and it was also Game Pass opportunities. That's so wild, dude. Triple A developer, not manufacturers. Darkwing. Okay, so le- okay, so let's roll this back. So Lucasfilm, Lucas. Lucasfilm Games is going to be so so we think I assume is going to be its own publishing house. So yep. so that means it takes it takes oh Star Wars games away from companies like Electronic Arts, from Ubisoft, from 2K. Does it take it away Activision. or does it add to the web? Well, no, no. So, but, but here's so here's my thing is that so then Lucas Lucas is doing essentially what Disney did with all Marvel products that were outside. Like on Netflix or you know was was anywhere else, right? They killed right. it all off, cleaved it all, brought it all back in, and then started to web it out. Right. So, I wonder if Lucasfilms, Lucasfilm Games will be the publisher, and then I wonder if they will then go out and utilize developers that are also owned by. So here's my thing, is that I don't. I think they'll end up pulling the exclusive the exclusive con like now seeing this this makes me feel like there is some uncertainty with the exclusivity of EA. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they'll still work with that with Respawn. Like they have to. Like we have Jedi Fallen Order. 
they agree they said respawn said jedi fallen order will have will be a trilogy so and be they're a hiring two, they a were two hiring and a three two. so so i wonder does lucasfilm games then go to publishers and start working with their developers and like that, that's the thing is like so then is lucasfilm games going to work with respawn or will it be a it will be a like a Lucasfilm and EA deal, Lucasfilm Games and EA collaboration with Respawn. I just the Xbox comments without any sign of anything PlayStation. Yeah, could it be something that's Xbox exclusive or Xbox first? Maybe. Sure. But it's yeah. just weird I mean, that Xbox Microsoft Microsoft needs some wins, dude. They need huge wins right now. They are shit in the bed. It's just weird that they're going around buying everything up. I mean, Game Pass is a is a roaring success with the new yeah, Xbox. of course, one hundred percent. I have never opened up my Xbox and seen that many games available to me at the click mm-hmm. of a button for yeah. a singular fee. It is it is actually insane, and there is probably fifteen games on there that, that I haven't played that I would love to go through at some point. So, I'm uh, just I'm I'm very curious. Lucasfilm Games, it, like that, screams publisher to me. It screams that this is where all your Star Wars games are going to be coming from. I agree with you. 100%. So, does Lucasfilm Games buy the rights from EA? Like they go back and they repurchase them, but they still honor the deals they already have with like Respawn and this. Uh, uh, what else are they doing with with EA? Um, a couple other things, but anyways. So like. How, like, and then going forward, is it going to be just like how it is on Disney Plus, where everything's going to be a Lucasfilm Games exclusive uh, for Star Wars? Like, no one else is going to touch it. No EA, no Ubisoft, no 2K. It's just going to be purely from them, which is a huge undertaking. Like, that's a massive undertaking uh, to, to like to become your own publisher. I mean, look at like our friends over at Bungie. Like, they did it, and like that was a huge deal for them with Destiny. So I'm just like, this is a weird time. Like it would like, this is the type of announcement I would have, like I would have assumed would show up at the end of a con, like at the end of the EA contract. So another, another thing. So the room, remember the rumor last year, the year before that they were working, they were revamping the Night Seal Republic. Yes. Um, in, which would still technically fall under EA's jurisdiction if it went with the original publisher. So Keep that in mind as we go down this trail. Do you remember last week then where we talked about exploring eras in canon and you didn't think they were going to touch Old Republic anytime soon and stick right. with High Republic? What if the intention is so Lucas Games or whatever? Think of mm-hmm. it this way. You know how Marvel has been diving into new timelines uh, in video games? Yes. What if they're going to do that with Star Wars they already we already know there's an alternate timeline Star Wars game coming out with some female hero. Oh right, yeah. So what? But if, we never. But it was never confirmed who was working on that. No, it wasn't. Uh, but okay, so I won't say we know. It's rumored. Um, and then what if they are in fact working on Knights of the Old Republic? And again, this is a way to house Old Republic across multiple studios, and it comes back to life in the gaming world. And maybe we don't see it on the screen or. or I would say books would come, but maybe two, three years down the road. But what if it's coming to life in the gaming world, and that's like where the old republic is going to live? Because think, who wants the old republic back? Yeah, it's all gamers. Gamers. Yeah. You know, we have two. We have uh, three games in the old republic. Yeah, yeah. No one, no one who's like a fan of like 
Yeah. I don't think like your casual Star Wars fan could give a flying crap about Knights of the Republic. So But the people who played it twenty years ago most definitely do. Hi. I'm right here. Um so I was thinking about that when we when we were when I was looking at this before the show, that maybe the old Republic launch before its movies, before its books, before its everything, what if it comes back yeah. in video game form across multiple video games? And that's how they establish the lore there. We're doing the High Republic establishment in this, and obviously the current era, which, by the way, they changed all of the names of the eras after the High Republic launched. Um, really? Yeah, I'll pull. I'll pull them up. Uh, but what if? What if? You know? And then the Skywalker era, as I'll call it, even though that's not what it's called. Um, what if that? You know, we're just expanding on that with with animated and comics and, yeah. and things like that. Because um, you have to think if you're at the if you're Kathleen Kennedy, regardless of whether you hate her or not, the job of curating all of this, keeping as many people interested in all of it as you possibly can across multiple levels and think we're not all like the people here. We are fanatics. If you're listening to this in the future, you are really into Star Wars. So no matter what they throw out, the consumption of that content will be consumed by everyone here. Whether we like it or not, we will consume it. We will pay for it. We will be a part of it. It's yep. the general casual Star Wars fan, the public, people that are fans of the original trilogy, people that, um, you know, just go to the movies and things of that nature. That's who they need to try and keep interested and pull in and do that. So I'm wondering if the, the, aiming the beam of the older public at the gamers who at its core were the ones that made it come to life and made it this yeah. big part of the of the, the Legends lore is the play and that's part of the plan with having Lucasfilm games be a publishing house. Um, and then you can build that world before you bring it to the screen. Honestly, almost rebuild the world before you bring it to the screen because it did exist fully in video games previously. Yeah. And then it was books. I have a few of the older public that's, books right there. That's an interesting thought of just using the game world as a playground to test what sticks. Right. And then, and, and then create your stories around that. And you know, Revan's your, your million dollar, idea when it comes to games you know we'd all shit our pants for a new Night's Steel Republic done a la Final Fantasy 7 remake yeah 100% or Resident Evil uh, and then Disney can tell the story that they want so they can lay the groundwork for everything but what if it's not the movies what if it's not the books what if they're going to go back to the well which what it originally was and tell the story again in a game yeah. What if that's the play here? And that is where we get the Old Republic. Right. Because, again, it doesn't make sense for them to wait 10 years or five years to bring it forth. You're going to yeah. lose people's interest. And you're right. Like, Why are they going to bring us like all these new eras? It might be too choppy. Right. So the interesting thing is the only medium that we haven't discussed them is video games. Is video huh. games, which is weird. Yeah. For us. That's really. Yeah. It's super weird for us. But that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Like this, yeah, this whole Lucasfilm games play is is very interesting to me. Um, I, I don't know what it means for my friends over at EA because I I have a lot of friends that are on the different development teams that are like making Star Wars games. So I I, I don't know or have worked on Star Wars games in the past. Um, and and like it kind of sucks because like EA kind of like shit the bed when it came to like some of the Star Wars titles. Other Star Wars titles were awesome. Um, you know, Battlefront 2 took, a, a you know, the first Battlefront, I think, was, you know, wasn't all that great. The second one, I think they definitely, it was always, I, I don't want to say that. I feel like the Star Wars Battlefront game was always, like, set to fail because everybody wanted the old Star Wars 
Battlefront, they didn't want to try something new. Like everyone like had the rose colored glasses on when it came to Battlefront. And they all just assumed like that's what it was going to be. Like they didn't let DICE like try to create their own style of what Star Wars Battlefront sh- like could have been. But Battle- I think after after Battlefront 2 and after the big overhaul and when the team was allowed to when when they gave the team the reins and they're like no okay like we shouldn't allow executives to decide like how the game should play we should let the devs and the like the big star wars fans like like tell us like how the game should be made then the game was awesome then it was great like the last big patch was amazing like game was super fun to play and like it's unfortunate like that's not the state that the game was in when it launched like i remember that when we were in i don't know if legally i'm even allowed to say it um, we were in meetings in like early, like before the alpha came out for Star Wars Battlefront 2. I was in Stockholm and they were showing their concepts for the droid destroyers and like how those like they were like the, like there were like, oh, we're working on these and like we're just trying to figure out how to make them to go from like spinning to like actually like upright. And it took them like two years to get that in there because like they were told that they couldn't do it. Like they, they had it built. It just like it's unfortunate. Like it's always unfortunate when people like when stockholders and like games are held to a uh uh like at a release date when like they need more time to be worked on. So So Battlefront two to me just when it started I was so disappointed, but by the time it ended I was sad it ended. Because yeah. I, I I I mean you and me getting down on some of those updates was some of my favorite. It was super fun. Times. Yeah. And it, it was one of those games where you didn't care if you died and you were just back in it immediately. I don't know. I, that game's just... It was just a Star Wars fan playground. That's all fantastic. it was. And that's all it was meant to be. Um, One one note before I move on to this other point in gaming, but uh, the Rogue Squadron movie, uh, what's her name that's directing it? Patty... I'm terrible with names. You know this. Uh, I'm terrible too. Uh, Rogue Squadron movie. What's her name? Patty Jenkins. Jenkins. So Patty Jenkins did Wonder Woman eighty four, and oh. apparently well, that was a nightmare. Disney execs now are going to be a bit more hands on with the Rogue Squadron movie than they intended to be, because oh. of the disaster that Wonder Woman eighty four was. I haven't. Seen I haven't Woman. seen it, but I heard nothing but terrible things about it. I saw like three people who thought it was good. Um, everyone else yes. that I heard really. didn't like it so i'm not coming know that. that's interesting um just real quick battlefront 2 is a, is uh free on epic game store yes yeah i got a tweet about that today that's cool um so i'm i'm, I'm looking at all of the games that have come out over the last two decades for star wars um yeah. obviously there's a lot here uh oh my god i forgot about that original obi-wan game for star wars on uh, on the original xbox do you remember that oh I just see the box art and I'm getting flashbacks from playing it. <laughs> like, I mean, like you had Nice Old Republic, Nice Old Republic Two. Uh, you had cl- uh, the uh, the command the Commando game. So, Republic Commando, I still think remaking it as a bad batch. Republic game. Commando was so good. Yeah, I mean, if that if they're it was, gonna, it was Rainbow Six. It was literally Rainbow Six meets Star Wars. Right. So. I think they could bring it back as a bad batch game because that would give you the ability to have some like way more superpowers, if you will, than you did as the commandos in the game. Um, giving each character its own individuality out of the five. Mm. Um, 
Force Unleashed is another one that everybody wants to come back because they want Starkiller to come back as canon. Uh, Sam Witwer probably more than any of us wants Force Unleashed to come back because he yeah. is Starkiller. Um, so that could be another one. Again, they don't have to make all these new Star Wars games. They can literally go back into the vault and remake old ones for days, and I don't think anybody would care. Uh, like new Jedi Knight games. New Rogue Squadron. Well, I don't think they would do Rogue Squadron again because they have, um, whatchamacallit, that we just played. What was the last Rogue Star Wars Squad- game? Rogue Squadron? No. Squadrons. What was the last Star Wars game that Squadrons. I played? Squadrons. Not Rogue Squadron. Squadrons. Uh, it's, yeah. it's the same same thing, Kevin. Not really because you played as the Empire, too. Um, true. But there's games like Shadow of the Empire. Um... Rogue Leader was another one from back in the day. There's just all of yep. these games that you can go back and remake. Jedi Academy. Oh, that was so skin. much fun. Yeah. Oh, Jedi Academy was so good. I'm looking at the list right now, and I'm just like, I'd, I'd play a re- new version of that. I'd play a new version of that. I'd play a new well, version a- that. Well, Star Wars 1313 and Amy Henning's Star Wars games are never going to see the light of day, unfortunately. Uh, I already know what happened to Amy Henning's games. So that... that- I know one of the guys who worked on that game. That game is on backup discs and is in someone's garage. <laughs> you aren't going to see that game ever. I'm, I've am i been trying to get into said garage for too, quite some time, but Tim won't spill yeah. the beans on it. Sorry, I know whose garage it's in. It's You're not getting in there. Sorry. That's Star one of those Forces, things. Star Forces is really good, too. When Rare Drop has some, you know, like capital to kill, I would love to get an arcade machine, buy it from that person, and put it in the office and be like, you want to play <laughs> one level of 1313? You can come to the office and do it. Um, it's in Tim's garage. <laughs> it's in my garage, dude. <laughs> Tim Tim took me into his garage, and he was like, do you want to see something? And all of a sudden, Kevin. Did you turn that music on? Yes, <laughs> Man, I want to turn my garage into a Sith lair. Shit. I don't think Amy's going to be down for that. When you retire from streaming, you can turn into a Sith lair. The, the studio garage concept, because we're both in our garage right now, I believe at this point they no longer have access to the garage, Tim. So even when we're done streaming, we can do whatever we want in this room, no? True. So you can just, become a Sith lair. You could turn it into <laughs> one of Palpatine's vaults from, from Battlefront. <laughs> Oh, it's so good, dude. Um, so yeah, I'm just looking at this list and I'm like, man, I'd play a new version of that. I'd play a new version of that. I'd play a new version of that. One thing, yeah, but do- at the same time, like I'm t- like I don't want like rehab. Okay, so like I do. Is- <laughs> no, okay, yeah, I know, I know you do because you you live in the expanding universe world and you want it all back in canon. No, uh, I want new issue. versions of it, but I want characters. Yeah. I want Kyle Katarn. I want Star Killer. Yeah, I want. I want. I want Revan. Uh, here's the problem, though, is that you're going to end up with the same issue that Battlefront ran up against: is that people go in with the expectation that this game is going to be exactly what that game was, and then they go and play it. They're like, "Well, this isn't exactly what I played before, so I don't like it." And I think it's better off to have games like Jedi Fallen Order that are new and fresh and are a completely different story that we've never heard before, but are still familiar enough where we feel connected with the characters and the world around it. Um, those are the types of Star Wars games that I think there are going to succeed. Um, because it's not like Jedi Fallen Order didn't do anything new. 
um it was like it's mechanics we've seen before in a game like it's it felt familiar to pick up the controller but the storytelling was phenomenal and the settings were all fun and at the same we knew where they were but they were unique like being on Ilum, like we knew where we were but we'd never seen it in that light before you know we'd met we'd, we we knew that that jedi temple or the the opening to the the cave to get your uh your kyber crystal we've seen that we saw that in in uh clone wars We'd been there. We we've walked we've walked through those halls, um, but at the same time as it was done in a different way that we've never seen it done before. So I think I think those types of games are, are going to be the ones that we'll see going forward. I don't think we're going to see rehashes of old games bringing them back so we can play them again as a thirty or forty year old. Do you think they um, would take old characters and put them in new games? Sure, I think I think you can do that. I think you can tell a brand new story with a character from an older game as long as you're not saying like this is. Dark Forces Five, like you know, like it's like as long as it's a new game or like that character from another game comes in and is like is a part of it, then yes. Um, but I feel like again, like if you it, like if you were to do Republic Commandos two, like people are gonna expect that it plays exactly the same way it did when they played it when they were ten on the Xbox. You that's, know, like I that's why I said I, rebranding I, it as Bad Batch would be no no yeah no i i understand i'm just saying like i feel like i feel like it like i i really feel like for them the best way to go forward is just to do like fun and new and exciting things like i don't i don't think a star wars shooter is going to be what like star wars like fans want now as much as i want that i don't think that's what like your normal everyday like star wars fan is going to want um it worked in that time because like like Star Wars, uh, Clone Wars was so hot. Like Clone, everything was Clone Wars. It was like everything was it was going. There were shows, there was games, there was merch, there was everything had Clone Wars in it. Like that was a big deal. Um, so I feel like I that, that's why we saw a lot of that stuff around that time. Um, even like with Battlefront or Republic Commandos. So yeah, I just like I I think there's gonna be a different. I think Star Wars games are gonna be more story driven. They're gonna be more like Jedi Fallen Order. I think those the styles of of games that we're gonna be seeing more and more of, like the, just like they do in in comics and in audiobooks or in books and and in like the way that they've been telling Star Wars stories. I think they're gonna use the video game medium to continue telling those really really cool Star Wars stories and like in a really fun and exciting way. So I think it's gonna be more of like we're not gonna see like the the sandbox PvP kind of Star Wars games anymore. I think it's all gonna be these continuous storytelling worlds that we'll get so more rpg yeah i think if, if they're gonna remake anything it would be knights that's that seems like the only game that right and again i don't think it's gonna be a one-to-one to no, Knights Old republic. i think it's going to be it is going to be a star wars story told in the knights old republic setting well they all and With plus it. the biggest hook about that game everyone knows the end so you'd have to yeah. find a new way to tell the story make it interesting have twists um and st- but still stay true to the fact that you know, you play as Revan. So, right. Sorry for the twenty-year-old spoiler if you've never played it. Uh, Twenty-one-year-old spoiler now. Yeah, but again, like even then, like I wonder if that, like, that's a story that they would tell. Would they tell the story of Darth Revan again, or would it be another story in the Old Republic that you do know of of Revan, or like you know, or of Malak, or uh, any of like any of the other characters that are in there? It depends um, how Disney wants to bring Revan back to life. He's exactly. canon. We know that right. much. But we, we know don't that know much. who he is, what he did, 
how he right. existed. We don't even know. Honestly, we don't even know when he existed in Disney's world. Think about True. it. We don't know when. All that we know is that his lightsaber is part of the Black Series. Yep. His two robes, the dark robes and the light robes, are part of the Black Toy Series, the Black Series yep. toys. And that he is one of the legions of on Exegol is named after him. Yep. That's all we know from a canon yep. perspective. That is literally it. We don't know anything yep. else. Um, so looking at that, I think Knights could get remade. I think Tim's right. I think they realize that the PvP sandbox is not a Star Wars thing and that people want Star Wars stories where they get to be whoever and go out yep. and do things in world building. I do think at some point it will lead to a new, I don't want to say MMORPG, that's not the word I'm looking for, but a new multi-user open environment for people to experience in the universe. I don't know what that looks like because who knows what the genres will look like in five to ten years. Sure. But people are dying for a Star Wars game where they can connect with other people and interact and, you know, be together like they do in SWOTOR. But SWOTOR, someone asked this earlier and I'll answer the question, is the only piece of non-canon material that is still supported by Disney. Right. It is Which the is only weird. thing that has been retweeted. It is the only thing that has been marketed. It is the only non-canon piece that it gets, well, it gets. I think it gets. It gets treated as its own little world. Like it's a. It's a. It's a bubble. Nothing. Nothing goes in or out. I think you could just <laughs> like consider it, just, it an alternate timeline, or they just say like this happened in the legends. They need to be better if they're going to start using like multi, like multi-dimensional, like storytelling then they need to be more like a star like hopefully that means the next five years star wars is going to be flushing that out because we see it in rebels and it's still to me is one of the most confusing things ever as to how all of a sudden this thing just happened um with ahsoka and ezra it's just it's confusing because it's just it hasn't been told like it hasn't been explained it's been shown but there isn't enough information as to like how does this work outside of it just being space magic that's it. And so, like, I hope that if we are really going to start going down the road of, like, oh, yeah, this just happens in an alternate timeline, then they really, really, really need to explain how that all, like, works. Because, I, like, it, 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 like, they explain it in Doctor Strange. You understand how it works in, in Marvel storytelling. They've done a really good job of talking about the multiverse and, like, how, like, other things happen in different ways. And they did a really good job of flushing that out at the end of, of Phase 4 with the last Avengers. And so like, I understand how that all works in that, in that world. How does it work in star Wars? So for SWOTOR specifically, I think it's just a way to explain away them keeping the game. So they right, can still make, exactly. cause it's still a moneymaker. Exactly. I agree with you. I agree with you. But like, that's the whole thing is like, how can you have this thing here and this thing up here and there's no there's no explanation as to why are these two things allowed to to exist like coexist within the same universe. That doesn't make sense. Um, so, like, hopefully, again, we will see we will see them start to explain it more because like they touched on it. We got a taste of what a multi like what 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 time alteration would look like. Like if you were to like it because Ezra making this action of pulling Ahsoka out and not letting her die. That completely changed everything, which then which then splintered off and it allows us to have a, the Ahsoka show, right? Right. And so it's just like again, how did it happen? 
how did we get really to this thing? Like, where does it come from? Um, and, and why are people, why are some people allowed to interact with it and others can't? Um, and like, and who else is, and who's done it before? You know, like this, this can't be the only thing. Again, like having someone who has gone and altered the timeline could then explain, you know, why Knights of the Republic, you know, like why that game is existence, why it's allowed, and then why you can have another Knights of the Republic up here that is, is kind of different. You know, it's canon, you know? So that's, that's my hopes. Um, people are asking too, like, oh, they'll make a new MMO and they won't. MMOs are the most expensive thing you can make right now in comparison to other genres, which is why the genre has died off. Um, also, the time investment for an MMO from a player perspective, uh, it's just not there anymore, which is why you see more crowdfunded MMOs than you do AAA devs creating new ones or supporting them. Um, WoW is WoW, and it will always be WoW. I, I know that's the thing. Final Fantasy, um, that game was broken, destroyed, and left for dead, and then they fixed it, and now it's probably number two, if not number one, during WoW downtime, honestly. So for them to go back to the drawing board and make a, a Star Wars MMO, two reasons they won't do it. One, they would have to shut down SWOTOR and, and admit that SWOTOR is either A, dated, or B, no longer relevant. And yeah. EA has pride issues when it comes to that stuff. Right. Uh, and B, the expense alone is just not something they're going to do. So I said this a long time ago on the show, but I stick with it. That some sort of multi-user GTA uh, 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 Red Dead Redemption style open world experience with lightsabers and smugglers and things like that. And maybe, you know, 50 people on a server or something and you'll be able to join up. That is that is the future of a multiplayer. I don't want to say story driven, but sandbox environment that you can play around in with your friends in the Star Wars universe. I don't think yeah. you will ever see an action MMO a la ESO or a traditional. You'll definitely not see a traditional click. No, you don't have time for that shit, man. <laughs> so like, it's just like at the end of the day, they don't have time for it and start. Yeah. Like Red Dead did it well. Um, I mean, I mean, you can say all you want about cyberpunk, but at the end of the day, like I think cyberpunk, like it was a pretty decent open world single player experience. And we'll see um, what the multiplayer is. By and we'll see what the year. multiplayer looks like. But I mean, like Red Dead Online, Grand Theft Auto Online, those are very successful games that have storytelling elements with inside of them. Right. Um, so yeah, like that. Honestly, like I could, I could see it happening for sure. Yeah, um, I could see someone using, you know, the engine or the visual stylings of a game like Jedi Phone Order and turning that into a sandbox PvE, PvP experience in yeah. an open world, 50 people to a server or something, you know, with the ability to travel between planets. Maybe that's it, too. Like, planets are different servers, things of that nature. So, uh, like, Destiny set in Star Wars Universe, I don't think it would be first person. I think it would be third person because mm. in games like that, you want to see the shit you got. Like, I want to look at myself That's and see how Disney, cool I look. Uh, Star Wars has been very adamant about, like, the I, start, I want to say, like, the Star Wars IP has been very adamant about the user always seeing the thing. Like, Battlefront, they are very adamant about the person seeing the thing that they were looking at, whether it was a hero playing as a, as a Jedi or even just, like, looking at your Stormtrooper and the way you customized it, it was very important. Like looking at Jedi Fallen Order, 
third person, like being able to see like the lightsaber and seeing it in its entirety and seeing the robes you're wearing and like all that stuff. Like that is, those are I, identifications to the thing that you are interacting with. And that's what Star Wars prides itself on. So like, I don't think we'll, I don't, I really don't think we'll ever see a first person Star Wars game again, unless it's a tactical um, shooter, a la Republic Commander. Yeah, or or reason. or or it's a VR game. Yeah, like that's also because it's VR, yeah. but like in your traditional Xbox, PlayStation, PC gaming experience, that game. I really, sick, by the way, I oh I, I love I love the VR Star Wars games. They're super fun. The um, the, the Galaxy's Edge one made me sick. I oh, that one, that one, that one, that one's a little rough. The Vader Immortal one, I still, I still think is like one of the best star wars games i've ever played it was super fun um outside of jedi fell in order but anyways uh yeah your traditional gaming platforms it's going to be third person gaming um the amy henning uh uh star wars game third person uh the 1313 game was supposed to be third person um the darth maul game that was that got canned that was supposed to be third person as well um star wars games traditionally i mean heck even go go back Go back and look at some of the older games too. Third person games. Um, it's just I think it works really, really well for for Star Wars because again, you get to really just like you get to soak it in. Like you don't need you don't need the immersion effect of like playing Tarkov, right? To feel like you're in there. Like when right. you are when you are in a Star Wars game, you feel it because of the sounds and 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 the look of things. And you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm on I'm on freaking tattooing dude and i got a blue lightsaber and hear it humming and it warms when i when i swish it around and stuff like you know that and because you've watched the movies you've lived through that and so like that's the level of connection that they want um dark, well, dark for, yeah dark again like that's what i'm saying like most of the star wars games are in third person dark forces is a very very old game i'm talking about more up-to-date star wars games are normally in third person um I think, I, was, I, think I, Battlefront I, think was, out, I think outside of Dark Forces, like Battlefront originally was supposed to be only third person. And then when like the first person support stuff wasn't even supposed to be in there originally. Um, that was something that the community fought really, really hard for. Um, the, like the, the, the sweaty first person shooter fans wanted a first person mode. Um, where, where'd you pull that from, Pockets? According to Pockets, Lucasfilm announcement includes the verbiage. So will the world of uh, Lucasfilm games developed in collaboration with the finest studios across the industry. I'm telling you that EA deal changed. Yeah, no, it definitely did. I'm very curious to see what, what changed. And I want to know what that Xbox tweet meant. So I guess hopefully we have, uh, I'm sure I'm sure we'll learn week. more. Yeah. Information. Yeah. Next I'm, week. um, the, the names of the eras, Tim is the high Republic. Uh, and then the fall of the Jedi is the Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Clone Wars, and Revenge of the Sith. The Reign uh -huh. of the Empire is the new Bad Batch show and Solo. The Age of the Rebellion is Rebels, Rogue One, A New Hope, uh, Empire, and Return of the Jedi. The New Republic is the Mandalorian. The Rise of the First Order is Resistance, Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and The Rise of Skywalker. They don't even recognize the Old Republic. No, not wow. yet. Well, they they have. There's no official canon stories in it, right? But still, like it's interesting that like they don't even like that's not even a recognized they period. They can't go back and do anything. They haven't told a story in yet, and yep. a lot of the stuff that existed is retconned by stuff that exists now. Yep. So they have to go back and, and tell a whole new story. 
Right. And that's why I just I, I, I continue to think that we aren't going to see any Old Republic stuff for a while. There is something in the first 10 minutes of, of Light of the Jedi that retcons an immense amount of shit in the Old Republic. An immense. In the first 10 minutes of the book, I immediately texted Tim and I was like, well, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't want to say what it is because I don't want to. But it cha- it changes everything about Star Wars. It is so subtle and so quick, and it is just in passing. But it is so important to the Star Wars universe that it changes everything about the Old Republic, the games, everything. Everything would be completely on tilt if they tried to canonize anything that existed already. So it would have to be completely redone and rewritten from the bottom up. Um, we have uh, one Patreon question tonight. All right. Thank you for being a patron, and thank you for asking a question. So it's patreon.com slash forever job. This comes from Steamboat, who's uh, one of our shareholders. Steamboat this is, Willie. This is Steamboat is no joke when it comes to Patreon. They're 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 in it, dude, in it. And the shareholders get to have a call monthly with me, Ben, and Tim. So both of them will be on the call. I will have my pants on, so don't worry. He won't. Um oh. Steamboat said my plan was to finish the book before today, but then that thing called life happened. I hear you. So my question is, at whatever point you've made it to the book, which character are you most intrigued by and interested in learning more about? Mine is obviously Buryaga Agabari, because that's the best name ever. Yes, that is a great character name. I am completely, and I know this is so cliche at this point, but I need to understand and learn more because of her Force ability. Because as we're learning in this book, everyone sees the Force differently, and everyone seems to have different strengths within the Force. Mm -hmm. And Avar Chris, I need to know more. I need to understand her history. I need to understand her abilities more. I am completely intrigued. I know that it's... She's kind of a hippie, but... Super hippie. Super. <laughs> but her power's no joke. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's pretty intense. Um, I like Loading Greatstorm a lot. Yes. He's very cool. Yes. <laughs> He's very cool. I like him a lot. So uh, that's probably my favorite character so far. Uh, but, but Avar Chris to me is just... I, I I I there's I have so many questions. Yeah, her interpretation of the force is very interesting. Even the way if you're if you're reading it, you're not getting this experience. But the way the audiobook in, interprets her when she's tapping into the force—that's the best mm-hmm. way I can put it. The way they do the sound effects in the background—you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's just like so cool. Yep. Um, let me let me run through these questions real quick. Uh, last chance to sneak some in if you have some for me and Tim. Uh, we're gonna stay on topic tonight, so nothing from like Mandalorian or anything. Uh, what is your favorite era in Star Wars? Patrick asked. Um, I don't think that's a fair question right now because the High Republic's just getting going. Yep. If you had to ask me from Legends, you already know the answer to that question. For the the current era, I guess you'd call it now, um, it'll always remain original trilogy. Uh, Was that Age of the Rebellion? Yes. That'll always be the best stories. And part of it has to do with nostalgia, and the rest of it has to do with just, I don't know, beating up the bad guys. There is an element of sadness of everything that happens after Return of the Jedi, because as a child, Return of the Jedi is such a happy moment for you. Like, they did it! They won! But everything turns to shit. <laughs> and then they have a kid who becomes a Sith, and this is so sad, and she's going to die. Like, you, then you go down that road, but it's more Star Wars stuff. 
Um, what is the relationship between Yoda and Grogu? Go back to the last Stop eight it. episodes from last year. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to do your homework on that one. Uh, something about Anakin bringing balance to the Force. We've talked about that numerous times. Um, uh, do you think we'll play as any character besides Cal in Fallen Order, Fallen Order 2? No, I think all the Fallen Order games were Cal. And it's all about him. I think it is Cal's story told end to end. Yep. Um, and no offense, but I kind of hope he dies in the third one so you can all get fucked. I mean, he kind of has to. I, I want him to. He kind of has to die. From a storytelling there's perspective. Gonna be, there's going to be some type of like very much, very cliche Jedi hero sacrifice moment. Obi-Wan Just, style. Dude, either Obi-Wan style or Freddie Prince Jr. style where he, he just incinerates himself. Dude, so. that... Kanan messed me up. That was very sad. Yeah, Kanan... That Kanan, never got like, ruined for me. Really? No. Don't you remember so, my reaction? I was so I was so worried I was going to spoil that for you. No, no one ever ruined Kanan for me. And um, it happened, and the credits roll with no music, and yeah, his face was, right oh, before it, it so happens... Dark dude. I'm like, wait, Tim, he's dead, and you just yeah. said, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I go, no, no, he's not coming back next episode. Like something forced. You're like, he's gone, uh, Kevin, and I'm well, like, dude, he's mega dead. I, need, I think is what I said. Yeah, and I was like, I need a glass of scotch in a moment because I did not see that coming. <laughs> it's that was a rough one. Yeah. So yeah, that was um, that was an episode. So I I see that's how Cal goes out. Yeah, doing something crazy heroic. Um. We talked about that. We talked about that. Talked about that. Uh, JJB wants to know if Tim would play a Jar Jar Binks game and says Misa thinks it would be so fun. Move on. And Chandler said, oh, my gosh. You know what got ruined for me the other day that someone posted in my Facebook group? Speaking of Jar Jar freaking Binks, you ever looked at a Republic cruiser, Kevin, during the Clone Wars, a Venatar. You ever looked at a Venatar before? I'm sure I have. Why? Have you noticed how when you look at a Venatar from from stern to, or from bow to stern, it kind of looks like a Gungan face? Oh my gosh! <laughs> I never saw that until someone laid Jar Jar's face over the, a Venatar. Dude, chat has it, messed you up. <laughs> and it does, in fact, actually look like Jar Jar. Chat I just has wanna... messed you up. Hold on. Here, I'm going to send you this picture and just tell me if it looks like Jar Jar being smiling at you. Uh, because now, whenever I see a Venatar flying in, that's all I'm going to think of is a Gungan head. It. it looks like it looks like Jar Jar smiling at you with lasers coming out of his face, doesn't it, Kevin? I wish you never showed me that. <laughs> right, dude? That's what I said when I saw it posted into my Facebook group. Anyways, I just had to share that with you. I wanted you I wanted you to also be sad like me. I am sad like you now. Perfect. Uh Chandler said out of the lightsabers that have been described so far in High Republic book, which one would you like to have? I got to see them and correlate them to the people. They've never really, I mean, like, they've kind of talked about them, but I mean, like, we saw pictures of them. They're very medieval looking. They've got, like, they've got, like, um, hand guards and, like, stuff on them. Like, they have they're holsters, very, like, too. Yeah, they have holsters that they sit in. Like, they're very much so, like, medieval, 
uh, King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table like style. Like that's that's the vibe that I'm constantly getting from these Jedi. Is like this is your medieval knight story, but told in a Star Wars way. Uh, Paul asked, "What book would you recommend someone start with, and why?" Go read Light of the Jedi uh, right now. Just, so you just can, read the High Republic. Yeah, just the High Republic books right now. Don't worry in, about the other ones. You can jump in with all of us now because it came out last Tuesday. It starts a whole new era of Star Wars, and you will be along for the ride with the rest of us. Uh, if we could get the Discord link in both Facebook and Twitch, join that Discord. That's the community Discord. Join the High Republic channel, and you can talk about High Republic with all of your friends forever and ever. Cool. That's it. That's Star Wars and Scotch episode thirty-one for this 31, week. Thirty-one, Kevin. Look at us. Look at us. Look at look at us. Let's go. Look at us. Uh, but thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you for being a part of the show. Thank you for being awesome. We appreciate you. Um, we appreciate the patrons as well. Patreon.com/slash rare shop. You can go to kingscoastcoffee.com and get that coffee. And you can check out this show if you go to rareshop.co. Click on podcast and click on Star Wars and Scotch. Tons of episodes for you to go back and listen to. Mando minutes for you to go back and see what Tim and I were 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 impressed with and hated. And then soon the book club episodes will start rolling out on the feed as well. Uh, so go do that. Enjoy it. And uh, I'm punching it to hyperspace. Tim, Punch it, Kevin. Tim, why don't you leave everyone with the wisest words in a galaxy far, far away tonight? And chat. May you always close your eyes and remember that Jar Jar Binks is not a Sith Lord. Good night. He did. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.